We are back with another episode of the Inside Insights Podcast, where we take a dive inside the minds of people doing outside of the ordinary. Guys, I, I can't decide if that little intro motto I started doing is corny or uh, or badass. So um, someone give me some honest feedback there um, and, and help me out. Keep it real with me. Um, but anyways, on to the show. Um, for this episode, Sydney Swing joined me. Sydney is an unbelievably passionate person, and I think you will you'll really be able to see that throughout this episode. Um, on top of that, I really just liked, I really just love Sydney's view on failure and how she doesn't view failure as something that's negative, but as something to um, to push you forward and and not just allow you to grow stronger, but to to figure out what you enjoy doing and what you don't enjoy doing and just kind of finding yourself and uh, and ultimately just finding success. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, to give you guys a, a little background on Sydney's story, basically after college, Sydney moved to New York City where she she did the 9 to 5 life and, uh, and quickly realized that the corporate world is not for her. Um, she kind of took a leap of faith and, and quit that, that job. Um, as most of you probably know, New York City is not cheap. So she quickly realized that uh, she needed to make ends meet somehow. So she did some odd jobs and kind of just hustled overall to uh, to get by until she eventually started working at a gym, which kind of launched her fitness career. Present day, she is actually living in St. Louis now, and she is um, both a boxing and fitness instructor here at a few different gyms. She is also involved in her, her own clothing line. It's like a thrift clothing line. So uh, she talks about all of those things, her, her entire story, and just kind of um, her mindset throughout it all. Um, but as always, guys, if you, uh, if you enjoy the show or just enjoy what we're promoting, show us some love on social media, share it, um, tag us, like our posts, whatever. It all helps. Our Instagram page can be found at, at Inside Insights Pod, or you can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, trying to uh, to keep the movement alive and really just showcase some of the talent that is either in St. Louis or is coming from St. Louis. So your guys' support means the world to me. But uh, but anyways, on to the episode. Sydney, I, I really appreciate you joining me and, and coming over and, and recording this with me. Yeah, for sure. I was just telling Kevin that this is my first podcast, so I'm definitely a little bit nervous, but I kind of enjoy the feeling of being nervous. That's what makes bit. it fun. Yeah, that's yeah. what makes it fun. It's like you get nervous and it sucks while you're going through it, but then like an hour or two later, you look oh back my gosh. and like... 100%. I, I love that. Also, as an adult, I feel like being nervous is like an underrated thing. It is. Like, there's not a lot that we do anymore that, like, makes us nervous. So anytime right. I get the opportunity, I try to, like, lean into it a little bit. Well, and whenever you get nervous, like, your adrenaline gets going, and then you perform better. Like, True. we're about to kill it on this podcast True. right now. I do say that I, like, perform best under pressure. That's yeah. why I, like, wait until the last possible minute to do something, because I know if it's just, like, I have to do it, I'm, I've got to get that shit done, you know? Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> you and I went to Missouri State together, and I feel like I haven't like talk to you much since Missouri State. I mean, I've been like following you on like 
Instagram and all the social media channels and yeah. you've it seems like you've been my having real life on Instagram. Yeah. Your real life like on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what happens on social media is 100% it's 100% real. real and true. Yeah. Yeah, but but like fill me in. What what have you been up to since um, you graduated from Missouri State? Oh my gosh. Um, set a clock timer because I could go on for hours. That's but... all right. We got time. <laughs> Basically, in a nutshell, um, I moved to New York um, when I graduated because I got an internship there before. I graduated and when I got my internship there, I genuinely didn't like it. It was, it goes back to like what I was saying earlier. It kind of made me nervous. Like there were a lot of parts of New York that challenged me in ways that like I genuinely had never had to be challenged. So it's always funny because I tell people like, they're like, Oh, did you move? Cause you had such a great time. And I'm like, actually the opposite. Like I kind of had the worst time and um, just grew through it. So I moved back after I graduated, which everyone was like, what the heck are you doing? You, <laughs> you said that you moved back to St. Louis. No, no, no. I moved back to New York oh, like back after to New I graduated. York. Um, no, I, I just knew I didn't want to be here. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was just like the open opportunity I needed. I, right. I had always like admired New York, but it wasn't something that like I thought of as this, like, I didn't like grow up being like, I'm going to move to New York one day. Right. Right. You know? And once I got there, I, I realized very quickly that, like, New York is not what you see on Gossip Girl or... How so? Uh, man, I mean, in so many ways. Like, <laughs> I just remember, and, like, also tying back to, like, the Instagram reality thing, like, I just remember there was such a disconnect. Like, it's different when you're with your friends every weekend and they see what mm-hmm. you're posting, but they know, like, what your life is day to day. Like, right. when I moved to New York, I was kind of, like, disconnected from everyone, yeah. so it, like genuinely did appear like I was like doing all of this stuff and like doing all yeah. these cool things because people didn't weren't there every day to mm-hmm. see me like come home and just be like damn I like I haven't really met a lot of people since I've been here so it was just weird because when people would call and like want to talk about things like their narrative was of me or like what I was doing was so much different than what yeah. I, what I felt like I was doing and I don't know it just like New York was like it was dirty and it was grungy and it was hard, yeah. but like that's why I loved it, you know? <laughs> it's like, raw, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the people there were just like, Yeah, be yourself. <laughs> like yeah. and you were just like, Whoa, like this is cool and different and not like anything I expected. So Our, have you ever been to New York? <clears throat> I've never been to New York, no. I um I've been to Chicago and that's probably like the biggest Ooh. city I've been to. Yeah. Are you don't not a Chicago say, fan? No, no, no. I'm just saying like don't say that to anyone. In like New in New York, like, oh yeah, like I haven't been to New York, but I've been to Chicago. They'll uh, be like, ah, oh, forget it. You know? <laughs> They'll freak out on you. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I don't know. New York, like Chicago felt really big when I visited. Mm-hmm. And I think I would just lose my mind if I went to New York. It's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in Chicago, like compared to St. Louis, it's just like miles and miles and miles of giant skyscrapers. Right. And I imagine New York is just that on a bigger scale. Oh my gosh. Well, it, New York feels so big, but really like it's like a solid six miles of like actual stuff. And then you get into like upper Manhattan, like it's obviously bigger than that, but like the big chunk of like where everybody goes and like visits and would want to see is like realistically not that big, but it's so weird. Cause when you're there, it, I don't know. It's just insane. Yeah. I recommend it to anyone. I could, I could talk about New York forever, but um, a lot of the experiences there after I graduated were just unforgettable and hard and like really just kind of like, it brought me back down to earth a little bit. Really? Like it really just kind of rocks you in a way that you're like, 
oh, okay, yeah, like rent is expensive and like <laughs> this is hard and mm -hmm. I actually don't like my job, but I, I need to make money. And it was just a lot of yeah. situations that I'd never been put in that yeah. were cool. But I think you could get that experience a lot of places, not right. just New York. Um, so like what were you doing when you moved there like like work-wise? Like how were you supporting yourself? And like yeah. what was your lifestyle like there? Um, when I first moved, my lifestyle was pretty sad. I mean, <laughs> anyone that was like hanging out with me would know that like there wasn't much to it um but yeah i worked i when i first moved i um got a full-time job as a sales consultant at like a SaaS company yeah. so a software as a service mm -hmm. which is not even remotely anything i like kind of wanted to do but it was for a company that was pretty cool so this company was in fashion tech which was up my alley 100 percent. Mm -hmm. i kind of and it was another one of those moments where like my reality was shattered. Like I was picturing like, maybe I'll get to go to fashion week. <laughs> and yeah, like yeah. maybe I will get to like get new clothes. I think I got like two things while I was there. So it wasn't as glamorous as I thought it was going to be, but, um, it still was fun. It taught me that I can't work a nine to five. So yeah. that was like stressful. Um, and then I kind of pivoted from that and realized I wasn't happy. And, um, I'm a very, how do you say irrational decision maker? So when I feel something, I ultimately like in that moment have to make a switch or pivot. Yeah. So you move I with your my heart. Job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, that's I cool. don't know if you're the same way. I am. I am for sure. Oh my gosh. Like once I think something or once like something just pops in my head, I, yeah. I just am like obsessed with it. I think I have a little bit of, a, of an obsessive personality with things like that, but it's a great thing if oh, you learn awesome. how to harness it. 100%. Yeah. And then yeah. like, if you have a friend or two, like or like a social circle that can kind of bring you down to earth, like run ideas by them to get like 100%. a different perspective, definitely yeah. makes a, a a big difference. Yeah, that was one of the biggest things I learned from moving. And I always like I think when I first moved, I used to tell people like you have to move to New York. But I think the older I've gotten and the more I've just like lived through other things, it's more about just like moving anywhere where like you just kind of have to like build from the ground up. But yeah. something I loved there is like the friends I made. None of them were because we like went to high school together mm -hmm. or we went to college together or like it was because a friend of a friend knew somebody and like linked us up together. Like they were all people that I just kind of like I jokingly say like met in the wild, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which was cool because you get to like understand what you actually genuinely crave and like friendships and right. relationships and what works for you, what doesn't work for you when like you really have nothing else to lose. Like I don't yeah. have to hang out with so and so because of X, Y and Z and so that was a cool experience for sure. And then, um, so, so like at what point did you say, I'm going to quit my nine to five job and take like that leap of faith oh. into something else? And what was that something else? <laughs> I don't think there was anything else really when I first started. Um, I did some freelance like modeling work when I was up there, nothing crazy at all. I want to make that very clear. Um, but it was something that I, I realized I enjoyed. I couldn't quite like pinpoint why I enjoyed it. Um, but it was almost like a form of acting a little bit, but I knew I didn't want to act and I don't know. So I quit my job and I actually was, um, I was a full-time dog sitter for a German shepherd for a year. So that's how I paid my rent. So I basically had a sugar daddy, but like with the actual work involved and nothing of that. <laughs> like this guy was just like a really like pretentious, like uh, not pretentious. He was great, but he was just a really famous like photographer, had all this money in the world and like, paid me good money to take care of his that's German awesome. shepherd. Like it was like the perfect setup, you know? Um, and that's totally something I don't think you would find like 
at a smaller city. I feel like that's such a big city 100%, situation. 100%. Like, there's no one in St. Louis that's like, you know what? I got this extra money yeah. and I'm so busy working. Like, he was home most of the time. He was just working. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was also one of those moments where you realize, like, there are a lot of ways you can make money if you're creative. Yeah. And, like, and if you, like, genuinely don't mind grinding a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, when it was dead of winter and I was out with that dog for like an hour and a half at seven in the morning, like there were times where I was like, yeah, I could be in an office right now, you know? Well, that's what's so dangerous. I think about like, um, like the corporate world and like Uh that nine to five grind is it is so, it's so stable and it's, I mean, not now because of COVID and all that, but like, it's so safe. Yeah. Well, I don't know much about like what you do. So what do you do? So I work in your work experience. Yeah. I work in, well, after college, I graduated with a marketing degree and then now I'm working uh, full time in marketing, uh, a lot of digital marketing. Um, before COVID happened, I was doing like a lot with like trade shows and stuff, Mm -hmm. but now it's a lot of like digital marketing and I actually really like it. That's good. And it kind of goes hand in hand with like a hobby like this with a podcast because the things I'm learning on the job, I'm able to like translate over to this. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think when you got that itch to like be your own boss and just be like an entrepreneur, it's just it's never going to go away until you you scratch it. I agree. It is tough. Like I had a moment where, though, again, like I wasn't working these like glamour shops like I my friends and my family will joke that like I've done everything like I'm only 26 and I feel like I've worked like 70 different lives like I've been like a dog walker I worked the nine to five like I did the freelance thing um I've been a waitress a bartender a barista I've worked in a boutique so it's like every single thing exactly like you're saying I don't think that like everybody should quit their nine to five and like start doing freelance. Like, especially if you don't know what you're going to do. But I think a lot of people our age struggle with this, like, what do I do? You know, like, I'm not like super happy with what I'm doing, but I think exactly like you said, in every single scenario, you have to decide to like, stop looking at it as like, well, this is what I'm stuck doing and start looking at it as like, what can I learn from this Mm -hmm. one job experience? Like Mm -hmm. whether it's about digital marketing, which will help you like with whatever you do. Or maybe it's like, hey, I don't really like my boss and I don't like the way that um, they like manage me. So then like you kind of store that in the back of your head. So like one day when you're in a position to manage people, you're not that way. So that's how I've tried to like approach every single job I've been in versus just like, oh, this failed and this didn't work out for me. Or like, oh, I failed doing a nine to five. So there must be something wrong with me because everyone else can do it. It's more like what works for you and like what can you take from every experience? So yes, 100%. I think like my whole perspective on, um, like failure, I guess is, is like cliches. It sounds is like totally changed because I've learned more about myself, like since graduating and like doing odd things like this, the podcast and just mm-hmm. trying random shit. And I just like, I, I learned more about what I like to do, what I, 100%. the types of people I like to be around. Yep. And it's, it's been really good for me. Like my mental health and just like my career in general. Like I I love it. Well, it's like, you're like stimulating yourself and you're like choosing to not like fall into a pattern. Like you're actively choosing to like live, right? Like that's what living's Mm -hmm. all about. And like, that's another thing is I think like we have to realize like we're signing up to live, right? Like Mm -hmm. I think we all would check that box. Like, Hey, I'm signing up for this. Like you have to realize it comes with all of those bad things because those bad things can like push you into good things. It like seasons you, it makes you more interesting. But I think you have to choose to look at it that way. Like I, I'm the definition of a hippie. Like I 
I am. Like I'm the girl that's like, oh my God, what's your sign? Like I'm so annoying. But like, um, I do think that there's like a special power in just like choosing to like look at life a certain way because anything that's bad that's happened to me, I mean, like it just, it happens and you either choose to like sit in it and be like, this sucks and like mm. let other bad things just pile on top of that to the point where like you're so far buried that you're just like, this is just me. And this is like, I'm going to be like stressed and anxious. And like, instead of deciding to be like, you know what, like, why did this happen? What can I do differently? Or how can I like make a bad into a good? And I think that there's like certain situations that have set me up for that. Like I have very much been blessed throughout my whole life to be able to have that kind of mindset because I do think it is like a blessing to be Mm -hmm. a little bit more optimistic than pessimistic. I I totally agree. Yeah. Do you think if you didn't move to New York or like that, like you weren't in that big city environment, you would have been as willing to kind of like do these odd jobs and try different things? There's no way. Because I, I feel like, you know, the smaller the city you're in, the more um, like clicky, I guess, or you just know everyone. Mm -hmm. So everyone's kind of low key comparing themselves to other peers. Right. Whereas in the big city, you don't know anyone really. Exactly. So you're you're your own individual. Well, it's truly like no one cares about you, which Mm -hmm. I, I don't say that in a bad way. It's just like, no one gives a shit what you're doing when you're in New York, you could scream in the middle of the street and people won't care. So like that can be really intimidating because it's like, you really have to stand out and like stick your ground Mm -hmm. to like, do what you want to do and you have to be gritty and you have to show up and you have to like have the nights where you stay up until three, four, five mm-hmm. in the morning. But like, it's worth it because you see that like hard work does really equal success in a place like that. If you can like even see a glimpse of success in New York, like you can do it anywhere. But I think that it's also just like a mentality when you move, like if you can move somewhere and instead of be like, I don't know anyone here or like you can make the same things happen. Whereas like here, it's like, I grew up here my whole life. So yeah. I feel like, and this could be true or false, obviously we're all like our own main character, Mm -hmm, right? But like, I think that people here already have a preconceived notion of who you are and what your trajectory is. Um, So it's really hard to step outside of that when people expect that of you almost. Yeah, I I, I definitely get where you're coming from there. Yeah. When you have someone that you went to high school with and they know your complete childhood or everything Mm -hmm. about you. Yeah. You're just kind of put on like a trajectory, like you said. Right. Um, and I don't know, did you grow up here? I'm from Belleville, Illinois. So, um, Illinois side, probably like 20 minutes from downtown ish. Yeah. But even that I bet is different than like my experience of like growing up here and being back here now where like, I, yeah, like I feel like you're even a little bit more removed from that, Mm -hmm. that, group of people that like lives in like their hometown, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so like what, like, do you have any regrets with moving to New York and going through that whole process? Honestly, no. Like I'm sure at the time, like there was never a point that I thought like, this is too hard. I need to go home. Um, which at the time it probably felt like the end of the world, but it wasn't like a, I've never really been one to get like homesick. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's just because like I, have kind of like a gypsy soul. Like I feel like I can kind of go anywhere and make it home and like make the most of it. So I think I always just was hanging on to like the fact of like, if you want it to be better, like you can do that. Mm-hmm. You just have to like be patient, which oof, I don't know about you, but like patience is my least strong suit. I'm terrible with patience. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> I'm really trying to get better. Me too. Like with the whole podcast, like I want it to grow, grow, grow right yeah. away. But like, 
another cliche saying it, it is really about like enjoying each interview. Oh, you each, have to. Each experience mm-hmm. and just enjoying the overall picture because whenever you are at that point where you can look back and be like, damn, I... I wish I could go back and go through that 100%. struggle again. Oh my gosh, cool. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. I I have been on this kick recently because when I moved back, I'm not gonna lie, and like if any of my friends here are listening, I absolutely like love hanging out with them every single day. So I I don't mean this in any type of way, but when I got here, my first plan was just like, how do I get out? Like I just felt so like I had been so independent. It honestly was like a fear of like I didn't know how I was going to be accepted. Like I've been gone for three years. Like I still right. stay in communication with most of my close friends, but like my my main thing, like I was always so negative about it and just like constantly was like, oh, I'm moving because I want to move to Denver eventually. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm moving <clears throat> to Denver. Here's the date I'm doing it. Like I had no I had no clue if that's actually what I was like yeah. doing. Like on that time, I just like I was like I gotta stick like keep myself to a schedule. Like it's go go go. And like there was obviously nothing to do here. So like that was driving me crazy, but I just had like a day, a couple weeks, not a couple weeks ago, probably a couple months ago where like I was with my family and I was with my grandparents and I was like, this is so nice. And like, I feel like I haven't been present for it because like, I've been so worried about like what's happening next month. Like, mm-hmm. how am I making sure that that happens? And like, I really had this moment where I was like, dang, if you like don't enjoy the good and the bad, you're never going to enjoy anything because yes. I'm going to move to Denver one day and I'm going to be like, wow, I really, I'm going to complain about the things that I didn't enjoy while I was here. Right. So yeah, you, you spend too much time stressing out over the little shit that really doesn't make oh a difference. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it just completely ruins your like present mindset, I guess. 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get better at that. And, I, and I'm learning over time that things do I'm convinced that if you have like a good head on your shoulders and you have the right intentions and like you're going in the right direction, mm-hmm. things will just naturally work out how they're supposed to. I feel that. Whether it's like the universe or God or whatever you believe in, like if things will work out how they're supposed to. I agree. Um, would <clears throat> you say that like you're someone who can just like go down a path and be like happy really with any outcome? Or would you say you're kind of like a planner where you're like, I have a three-year plan. I have a five-year plan. I have like expectations for what my life is going to be. Yeah. I think, um, I used to be like very, like I used to plan things Mm -hmm. a lot and like have expectations, but the older I get, the less I care about those. And like the more I want to just kind of like grow as a person and kind of just, experience as much as possible because I just kind of like I was saying like I just trust that things will work out if Mm -hmm. I if I'm going in the right direction what about you I would say similar like there are obviously things that like I think will make me a happier person or a happy person I should say I'm a pretty happy person um which is awesome (laughs) because I know that that's not the case for everyone's like brain that they live in. But like, I genuinely like, I'm pretty normally pretty happy, but like, I think that there are certain things that like, I'm like, yeah, like, of course I'm going to get married or like something like that. And it's not that I'm like sitting here, like, no, those things need to happen right now. Mm -hmm. Like there's only a few things in my life. And I would say like everything that is like immediate that I want to be happening right now is stuff that I do actively work on. Mm -hmm. Um, like my jobs and like teaching fitness and, um, which by the way, I teach fitness. (laughs) I don't think (laughs) we'll get into that that in a little bit, but just everything I do, I feel like passion, like that I have passion behind feels a little bit more urgent, but the other things I'm like, yeah, I'm not really quite sure about like this one thing. And like, that's okay. Like 
it'll come to me as it comes yeah. to me. Because I think, I don't know about you, but I've just had so many experiences in the last like few years of my life where like things didn't pan out the way that mm -hmm. I wanted them. And that was like a good thing. Yeah. Oh, and totally. so it teaches you to just kind of be like, all right, I'll chill. Yeah. I don't know everything, you know? Yep. Things so, will work out. Yeah. I don't need to control every little outcome mm -hmm. because I don't, I'm small in the grand scheme of yeah. things. Like I don't, I don't need to do that. I think you also like kind of <clears throat> learn to stop like caring what like people are going to think or say mm -hmm. about you because like as cliche as it is, it's, it's so true. Like they're going to say stuff either way, whether you do it or don't do it. So, um, yeah, growing up here made like things like that kind of hard to like when you kind of put yourself out there, it forces you to be like vulnerable. But I think that's like a beautiful trait in someone. And I think that the more you put yourself out there and like allow yourself to to be like authentic and be yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might turn some people off, but at the end of the day, like not everyone's for you. You're gonna attract the people that are for you and do have that same vibe, that same yeah. outlook, which is ultimately gonna like improve your quality of life. Oh my god. Just like all your your career, whatever it is. Yeah. You know? Have you had that experience <clears throat> with like friends that you grew up with? Um I still I'm still in touch with a lot of friends I grew up with. Um I'm noticing like the older I get, like I'm different than a lot of them. Like we just have different like you know, views on things, different like, views and like different interests and things. And I like think that. that can like work, and yeah. it can also not work. But I think it's hard to like decide which of those mm -hmm. do and don't. You know, I think it's just a matter of balancing it out. Like I have I my so friends too. that I love to go out and like socialize and do social activities with, and I also have my friends where I love to like sit down and talk about stocks or yeah. like stupid stuff like that. That's know? such a good point. I don't know about you, but growing up, I kind of felt like all my friends had to be friends. Mm -hmm. Like I had this, like, I wanted to include everybody in everything and yeah. really it just made everybody miserable yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. would like stress me out. So yeah, that's something I've learned is like, you can enjoy, like if I have friends that I just like want to chill and watch a movie and make dinner with, like there are friends that want to do that with you just as much mm -hmm. as there are friends that are like, where are we raging? Like, right, right, <laughs> like right. how many bottles of alcohol should I yeah. bring? You know, it's just not those having, friends are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> they are fun. Everyone's they around. are fun. They do. Like, they keep me like on my toes yeah. because that is like, so far the opposite like any of my friends will say that like that's probably like the last vibe you'll find me on yeah. but like when you have the right person to take you there you're like all yeah. right man I trust you yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that's it's fun though yeah it is fun all right um so I kind of want to shift over to like your fitness yeah. career and like what are you doing fitness related I know yeah. I checked your Instagram and you have like all these different like businesses you're kind of involved in and side mm -hmm. projects. So, uh, like what, what's your fitness situation? So I guess just to start from the beginning, I have been teaching fitness for two, a little over two years now. Um, my first gym I started at, I actually, um, I would consider like I was working in fitness as like a, um, studio coordinator, which is a fancy term for someone who wipes sweat off of things. <laughs> um, so that experience really humbled me. Like uh. It was a, it was one where like I got to kind of sit in the back and like see how group fitness worked and like how, what I liked about instructors, I guess I got to like hop into free classes, which like the prices of fitness classes in New York are astronomical, oh. like uh, embarrassingly, like I'm like, not even like, going to tell you like, oh my gosh, you don't even want to know. <laughs> like, um, the place that I worked at, I think it depended on what kind of membership you had. So they had studios in, in, um, Brooklyn and also in Manhattan. And if you wanted to be a member at all locations, it was like 
upwards of $500 a month. Really? Unlimited classes. But like, yeah, it was pretty, so like that was a cool experience. Like I was getting that for free. So as someone who enjoyed staying in shape, but like you guys just heard, I was walking a German shepherd. Like y'all know I wasn't making that much money. Mm -hmm. Like, so my rent was really expensive. Obviously, like I wanted to experience and go do something. So like I decided when I quit my full-time job, I was like, well, I can't afford a gym. So I have to go work at one. Yeah. So that was like my first entry point. Cause I don't think I thought about teaching fitness until I did something like that, but I had been involved in group fitness for like eight years. I had boxed for a long time and knew mm-hmm. I loved it. And it was one of those moments where like, you have a moment where you're like, Oh, I could make money doing that. Mm-hmm. Like Pete, that's a job, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know? So that's how it all kind of kicked off. And the first few times I did it, it was awkward and uncomfortable and I didn't think I was any good at it. And like, it stressed me out that I was like in charge of this like group of people. I'd never been put in a situation like that. And now it's like, oh my gosh, I love it so much. Like, yeah, it's such a cool job to have. That's so fun. I've never done a boxing class, but I've always really wanted to. Yeah. Well, what's cool (laughs) about the type of fitness I grew to really learn that I liked to teach was it was so music driven. And I don't know about Mm -hmm. you, but like, I'm someone who constantly has headphones in and like, I'm the person at the grocery store that like, you might think I'm being rude, but like, I definitely not just like my AirPods, like I got my over the ear. (laughs) (laughs) Just in your own world. Yeah. Like noise cancellation, like ones that you would bring on like an airplane to like block out the crying baby. Like that's what I'm listening to at like Walmart. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like part of what I do is like listening to music and like, how do you get people to be like motivated and driven? And that's just like something I never thought would be a part of my job that like I really, really enjoy. Um, so exactly like you were saying with your job, that's why I say like, I think those small realizations of every job can teach you a lesson. Mm -hmm. It's learning when you're like ready to transition from that job. Like now I'm to a point where like, I love most things about what I do Mm -hmm. and I'm like really happy about that. It makes the other things so small. Like I think people can stress about like relationships and, um, where they're living, like how much money they're making, but really like I feel like I've got a big base covered with that, mm-hmm. which feels amazing. Yeah, I'm right. saying, I'm sure it feels the same way when you have other things secured, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, so right now you're living in St. Louis and you're working like, do you, you said you plan on moving to Colorado? Yes, eventually. So how's that going to work? Is that like one of those deals where you get transferred job wise um, to a gym We're going to put or? that on TBD. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I am working at gyms right now that do have studios in Colorado, but I'm just kind of, I'm, <clears throat> I'm working right now. Yeah, so I don't, yeah. I don't want to talk too much about like what my future plans are just cause right. I, I don't know. I, I've never really been like a big planner, which can like bite me in the ass sometimes. But like, I also am a firm believer of like, just chill when things are coasting a little bit like enjoy the coast a little bit. So right now in St. Louis, um, for all my St. Louis friends, you can find me at, um, cycle bar in Chesterfield. And I also teach at true fusion in Clayton, um, which both are really great places that I, I love. I also teach at a small, like mom and pop gym over in Cottleville a few times a week. Um, but actually the most exciting thing that I'm working on is I want to start teaching virtually mm-hmm. through my own platform. Yeah. Um, because I have a lot of people that I know in New York that I still would like love to train with. So that is definitely in the works. So I you... think that's kind of the future too. Yeah, I think so too. Like you see all these companies, I don't know what company it was, but there's like 
like a mirror that's like hanging on yes. the wall uh-huh. and there's like a, a tr- like a personal trainer yeah. like in the mirror. You can literally just like stare at yourself while you yeah. work out. Everybody's yeah. dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, so do you do any like fitness classes? I, or like uh, what's your, what's your fitness? Like it's I, okay if it's not. No, I love fitness. Anything. I, um, so throughout college I played basketball throughout high school. Mm-hmm. So I like, what do, position did you play? Point guard. I'm too short to <laughs> play any other position. I was also the point guard. So yeah. that's fine. It's the best position. It was stressful. Yeah, it is stressful. I got a lot of anxiety. <laughs> like, see me and myself. I'm just the definition of like, oh, I'm so good singing in the shower. You should, and then like the second I do it in person, like that was me. I would be in practice like, oh, I crush it. Put I, me in the game. Yeah. And I was like, ah. I like it because you're in control of like That's the, true. bringing the ball up and all that. But. So you are a little bit of a control freak. I, yeah, I'm trying to let go of it. But yeah, I, I, I definitely was. Yeah, um, for sure. So a lot of like weight training. I work out at Club Fitness. Nice. I um, actually do too. Yeah, Club Fitness mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. So affordable and like lots of people there. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to get into other types of fitness. <laughs> I was in the process of like training for a half marathon. And Dang, yeah. I was signed up for like a Spartan race, which have you ever heard of those? No, I haven't. So it's like a five, there's different distances, but the one I was going to do was like a 5k. Nice. And then there's like 20, like, like ninja warrior type okay, obstacles. Yeah. Um, so just different types of fitness because I get I get really complacent, I guess, mm. going to like club fitness and doing the same For sure. routine over and over again. I think you and a lot of people. Yeah. So. That's why I think group fitness is so great. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's not for everybody. Yeah. I go through phases a little bit. I So I've done a couple like group cl- group fitness classes. And actually, one of the girls I had in the podcast um, owns an F45 gym out in Chesterfield. Nice. Okay. She actually is, I think affiliated a little bit with my gym too so okay. i'll probably meet her chelsea thomas maybe? I, I haven't yet but yeah, yeah. chelsea if we chelsea's, meet eventually chelsea's awesome. what's up <laughs> chelsea's awesome we should be friends let's hang out <laughs> but i did hers and i did an orange theory class and i loved it like yeah. both of them it like just having that group environment motivates it's just you a, a lot good energy but i will say there's times where i want to go to the gym and just put my headphones on and not oh talk to anyone and just 100%. kind of like use it as my own yeah like listen therapy. to your like angsty like yep. music that yeah. you're just like yep. like thinking about your ex-girlfriend from 10 years ago yeah. and you're like yeah, <laughs> yeah. i just want to I'll show her as yeah, a bench show press her. <laughs> 135 pounds no, i 100 understand that that's actually why i joined club fitness yeah. is i was like i sound like such a brat because it is such a beautiful thing to have like free access to fitness but sometimes like especially as a fitness person i'm like i just want to do my own thing and i don't I hate being in a class and switching up what they're doing because mm-hmm. as an instructor, I know that they don't care, but it's like, it just bothers me a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have those moments, even if it's just like once a week where you're just yeah. like, I'm just going to go in and no, see what happens. Yeah. I just like, yeah. I like the variation. Yeah. It's also like other people like you, like, I don't know when I'm at club fitness, I like, I'm just like, feel like I'm always like, sup, you know, yeah. like everybody there is just like, yeah, we're working hard. You're, you're definitely people watching like 50% oh of the gosh, time and then yeah. like working out. 25% checking your phone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I'm sure I don't work out like barely at all, yeah. but like you go and you're like, yeah, that felt good. Yeah. Right. Which is what I think I, I, fitness has become such a, I, and I think a lot of, I, I say female, I think male and females both like struggle with this, but when fitness like started becoming in my life, it was definitely probably like a weird relationship with fitness. Like I think as like a female, whenever you get in like really good shape and like validation, like it's hard to like pull away from that, which I felt like me and a lot of my friends that I had in college like struggled with. 
Um, and now it's just kind of one of those things that I'm like, yeah, let's like, I kind of like play a game. Like what's going to happen? What am I going to do today? Like, am I going to cycle? Am I going to listen to like some like indie pop? Am I going to listen to some rap? Like there's just fun ways to like Mm -hmm. mix it up and like actually have fun with it and not so much worry about like hopping on the scale right after or like, did I hit my like fucking glutes hard enough? Like, I don't know. Like, sorry, just curse, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, I just like, I, I have found such a cool relationship with fitness in that way where it's more of like a hobby now and less of like, oh my gosh, you ate like crap all weekend. Like you're going to run today. We're, we're running eight miles. It's like more like, yeah, I'm going to try to do like, let's try to push our pace and do four or five miles. But like, if you genuinely can't do it, like that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's chill. Yeah. Right. right. So, well, and then like the community aspect of it, whether it's like a community style workout Mm -hmm. or just going to like the gym with a buddy, like having like-minded people like that to work out and do I stuff will say, like I'm kind of fun. picky about who I choose to go to the gym with. Really? Yeah, because I've I've just I've gone with people before that like really were not on the same page, and yeah. I'm such a uh, I am. This is definitely a, a downfall of mine. I'm a people pleaser, so like I feel uncomfortable when not everybody in the room is having fun, which is just an annoying trait. But I'm the same way. I hate it yeah. so much. Like I I don't know what it is, but I just like I can't. It's something that I'm trying. Like you're saying with um the controlling, yeah. I'm trying to realize that. But like yeah, there's some people I'll bring to the gym and like. I'm just like, it's almost like, I'm like, is the water temperature all right? Like, do you need a different set of dumbbells? Like, they're like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, or they just like, don't want to do the same workout you're doing. And they're like, oh, it's chill. Go do your own thing. And you're like, no, it's fine. Like we can just do whatever. Like, well, and then you start like compromising too much and it like kind of like builds up resentment within you, which is, yeah. Well, I think I feel a lot of, (laughs) this is is self-made pressure, but I feel a lot of pressure when someone comes to the gym with me because I feel like they're like, all right, so what are we doing? Cause I'm like, I'm a fitness instructor. So I'm like, um, okay, uh, we're going to do this and this, that cool. And they're like, Yeah. yeah, we don't care. Like, it's, it's just funny. I'm sure it would be the same way if you were doing anything in your career, you would just want it to be like, awesome you don't want to let people down i don't want to let people down uh and in the end it's my biggest downfall you know but that's also what like forces you to improve and like constantly analyze i guess yourself yeah i feel i think why i really prefer like group fitness over personal training don't get me wrong i've i i still have great clients with personal training and i love them so much um but with group fitness it's almost like you get to like step into a role a little bit. So it's like fun. You kind of get to like play with the vibe of the room, which starting off was the most uncomfortable part. And now it's the most fun part. Yeah. Um, so that's why like, I think I like that more than just like someone being like, what workout should I do? And I'm like, I'll run you through this workout, but like, are you having enough fun? Like, are you enjoying it? You know, like, whereas like when you're in a fitness room, like you control the vibe, like right. what are we going to listen to? I'm playing the playlist. Is that you that kind of controls all that as the instructor? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's my form of getting out my control freak. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, it's helping people. <laughs> it's though. doing that's that. Awesome. Yeah. Like I found a good channel for yeah, it, I really. guess. <laughs> what kind of music do you play when you're, <laughs> Ooh, um, y'all can definitely check out my Spotify. I love sharing music. It's my love language. Let me take a sip of water before I answer <laughs> this. Cause I can tell it's going to be lengthy. Um, I would say it depends on the workout and I am a firm believer. I I think this applies to some people and it doesn't for others, but I do think that you don't understand the like relationship between fitness and music until 
you build your class based off a playlist. So like, I mean that in the sense of like, when I'm playlisting for classes, it's not just like, oh, this song's a banger. Like for cycling, like a lot of it's riding to the beat. So you have Mm -hmm. to be really specific with like the beats you put together, how that song goes into the next song. Like, how does it sound whenever Mm -hmm. it transitions? Like, what are you asking them to do? So like, it's kind of cool to like plug and play all of that, but like, it changes like your vibe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cycling so much fun to teach because you can go from like a high energy song. That's just like club banger. Like everyone's singing along. Everyone loves it to like a really mellow song that maybe like is more beat driven and there's few lyrics and like, it really just changes the whole vibe. And like, so to answer that question <laughs> in a very long winded way, I would say the main genres I listen to would be like hip hop, rap EDM and like I don't know I think that there's so many different genres nowadays that it's hard to categorize it but like it's yeah I like to kind of ebb and flow between I also listen to a lot of Spanish music do not sleep on Spanish Latin music in fitness classes they hit they bang (laughs) (laughs) I definitely have an appreciation for Spanish music oh my gosh and I know it's probably just me but like I I think as an instructor, what's fun is like, again, you're controlling the vibe. So like, if you're feeling something, everybody else is going to be feeling something. It's, it's a true, like energy is like affects energy type thing. Um, But a lot of people probably don't realize it's affecting them unless like you're like super situationally aware, like like you are when you're instructing. Right. But I, I I think that that's also just like the personality I have. And I think it Mm -hmm. ties into like me being a people pleaser is I can read other people's energy and vibe pretty Mm -hmm. quickly and pretty like easily, um, which is a blessing and a curse. I won't lie. It is like tough to be like, feel all of that sometimes, but I think that's why I really like what I do and why I find it so fulfilling, not just from a standpoint of like, obviously you're helping people, but it's just like fulfilling to like, yeah, just like be on that same level as someone mm-hmm. and not really have to like be in a weird like way to like find that. It's hard to find like match energy with people without a very like intimate setting, yeah. I feel. Yeah, so. I love the gym. I, that's the best thing yeah. that happened. I always say that. Yeah, it's really cool. <clears throat> okay, so you um, you have like some other side, like hustles or yes. projects going on. Oh my gosh. Fill me in. Again, guys, I, I've i tried everything. So I think these two are the ones sticking. Check back with me in six months and we'll see. <laughs> we'll have an update episode. Yeah, we'll have an update episode. What is Sydney doing now? <laughs> Maybe she's back to walking dogs. Maybe she decided to become a scientist. You never know. That's never going to happen actually. But I... Um, I'm really passionate about fashion and this is actually, I will say there's not much that I, I think of as like growing up that I've really like been like, this is something I will do. Like, you know, some people are like, they've no, since they're three, they're going to be a doctor. Right, right. I've never really felt that. I, I don't know about either. you. No, like I've always just been a little bit like, hmm, I don't know, this is cool now, but there's right. never like, I think it's finding the things that you like want to actually put your head down and do. Mm-hmm. And fashion has always been like one of those things. Like I was like, always I felt like the girl that was like showing up to photo day where people were like, what is she wearing? Like, and my mom, like, it was just funny because like, they would always say that about me. Like I've always been kind of an eccentric dresser. Um, and I didn't realize it was like kind of weird until I went to public school. 
because mm-hmm. I also was homeschooled. So I am a little weird, um, which I feel like is something people always like like to point yeah, out about me. That's what but, makes it cool, though. Yeah, like you take all these experiences and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of weird, but it's cool. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fashion has always been something I've been passionate about. And so um, as of recently... Um, I've started a, um, online thrifting resale shop with one of my good friends here and, um, it's been so fun. It's been really good. It's called MPDG thrift and it's been like it, no other words besides just like a really fun thing to be doing. (laughs) So are you like making any of the clothing yourself or are you kind of just like buying it and reselling it? I would say a combination of the two. Like we find things and we'll sell as is because they look amazing. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I love the way that like older cuts of things like fit because it's just enough different to make you stand out a little bit. Like something can be in style and then you can find it thrifted. And I think it just has that extra element of like, Ooh, this is one of a kind. Like this is cool. This is like, it becomes like, an outfit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a Maybe vibe. I'm the only one that feels that passionate about like sweater well, vests. <laughs> 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 no, but I think it's interesting how like over the years, fashion kind of goes through cycles. Like, yeah, just look at like basketball players, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like whenever I was in high school playing basketball, everyone was wearing like the long baggy shorts and that was like the thing. Yeah. Now the shorts are getting shorter again. Yep. Like the, the outfits are getting like tighter fitting. Like it was back whenever, I don't know, the fifties, sixties, whenever 100%. basketball started. And that's just one example. I agree. <clears throat> I think what's really cool. What I'm loving about fashion nowadays is like growing up, I was always a tomboy. Like I picked like the sports over like dancing and stuff. Um, again, I had to try it all. So my mom, my poor mom signed me up for literally everything. And I ended up playing basketball and soccer is like my two mm-hmm. main things. I did a little bit of acting, which is just like funny to me. Cause I would never do that now. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I was just like a spunky young thing, but, um, yeah, I just like, I loved, like, I loved dressing in sports gear, but like at the time when I was growing up, it wasn't really like cool. So I feel like growing up, I kind of went through a phase where I definitely stifled my fashion a little bit. Um, And then when I moved back to New York, that was another thing that like kind of revitalized is like Mm -hmm. you realize like, wow, everybody here like really is just dressing how they're feeling and they're not worried about like the latest trends. Some people are, but like Mm -hmm. you just see a good variety of like different people and like it's inspiring. Mm -hmm. And so like I refound my fashion, but like today I would say like, I definitely dress, dress a little bit masculine at times. I can dress like a little bit feminine. Like I love to wear just like baggy oversized things. I also like to wear something that's like cute and floral and pink, you know, like, and what I think is cool is like the men's fashion world and the women's fashion world, like always grew in those ways, but kind of like separately. And now I feel like it's such a world where like you truly can wear whatever. And I even have like had people on our thrift store reach out about items that like are technically like, like let's say male or female and like they don't care. Like they're just like, it's just listed as like unisex. Mm -hmm. And my thing is like less about like, Oh, let's play with gender norms. It's like, no, just like wear what you feel good in, Mm -hmm. wear what makes you feel like a vibe, wear what Mm -hmm. makes you feel like confident stepping out the door. Um, and that's why I love what I do. It's just getting to like find those. Things. So like, what's, do you have like an end goal with this, uh, this company you're starting? <sighs> well, um, you gonna make it big. Yeah. That's the, that's the hope is I would love to do that. Um, because I think it's just, 
helping people find their fashion and like finding things that look good on them is just like fun to me. Like it's mm-hmm. cool to see somebody like look in the mirror and be like, oh, I look cool in this. Yeah, I would have right. never picked it out. And um, one of the first shoots I did was with like four of my guy friends in town and none of them had ever really like done anything like that. Um, so they were all like really good sports about it, but like, it was just really, it was fun to be like, I know this would look good on you, put it on. Mm -hmm. And like, they would put it on and they were like, yeah, this, this is cool. You know, Mm -hmm. like this looks great. And like, that's such a, I, I guess like it goes like same thing with fitness. Like I like that feeling of like fulfillment and it's not about like you or me. It's just like, you have a moment where you're like, yeah, this is something I'm good at. And like, of course I should be doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I love that. That's my goal is just to keep enjoying it. And if it pops off, it pops off. But I think I'll, if it did, I would have similar experiences where it would be less intimate and more, yeah. you know, just like, okay, we need product. We need to like do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, more money, more problems. Like the, right. the bigger a company gets typically mm-hmm. more headache. Yeah. But I think it would be a headache. I'd be, I'd, I'd go buy a bottle of Excedrin and be like, it's chill. I'll do yeah. it. Excedrin's the, the best headache. <laughs> yes. I swear. Yes. This isn't sponsored by Excedrin, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just free advertising. <laughs> but Excedrin, if you're yeah, listening Excedrin, and you want to sponsor us, um, you can. Help with all your headache needs. <laughs> we'll even script it up for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's obviously a lot. Um, but I've enjoyed every step of what I've done in the last three years. And I think at times I'll go back to like, cause I really just like to drill this in for people. Like there are going to be times in your life where you feel like you're not in a spot you should be like, mm-hmm. I should be doing this. And I don't know if you feel this way, but there's been times even in freelance where it's like, I should be at this point versus this point. And it's like, well, no, not really. Right. Like it's not linear. It's not, you know, so like whatever thing that you're like thinking about doing, don't feel like you have to be at a certain point when you start, like, honestly do it for fun and see if it's something that even when you have free time, you want to be doing. Cause there's a lot of things I thought I wanted to do. Like I thought I wanted to be a signed uh-huh. model for the longest time because uh-huh. I was like, that'd be sick. Like I'd rep. I'm only five, three. So being five, three and modeling in New York is like not a thing, right? Like not quite, but like, I was like, that'd be really cool because then I could like grow representation. And like, I think it was more my ego getting in the way. Like, I don't think I actually really enjoyed doing that because then it led into other things like, I have to be in really good shape. So I'm going to do two days at the gym. So then it started ruining my relationship again with fitness. And like, Mm -hmm. I have to look so good in this shoot or like, it won't matter because I'm only five, three. And it was like so stressful on like my day to day life. Like it wasn't like, I think I was picturing it as like, Oh, I'll have like a shoot on the weekend and like, I'll get good money. But it's not just the weekend. It's like other things leading into it. And, um, yeah. So like I did it for fun before I like decided to do it as like a full-time career. And I was like, this ain't it. Like I got to find something else. Um, but yeah, I I think if you like a good way to kind of gauge that is if you like look at people that are successful doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be like that Ooh, person? Yeah, like that's not great. not just in a career aspect or like from like an image perspective, but like their character and like how mm-hmm. they care themselves, mm-hmm. like what type of lifestyle they're living. Do you want that to be you? And that is such a good point. Go that. that is actually <clears throat> like I I just heard somebody say something recently in a podcast that was like pick the person you admire. Like it was kind of that in reverse, like Mm -hmm. who's somebody you admire. And then like, think about why you admire them and how you can incorporate that into your own life. And I think it works that way too, where it's like, okay, if you want to be this person, like I thought I wanted to be like a fashion buyer when I was younger, I don't. 
but I thought I did for yeah. the longest time, which I guess I kind of do that for myself now. But yeah. I talked to like my mom's friend who did it and she's like, I'm not married because I work too many hours. Yeah. I love my job, but I am up until 10 working for somebody else. Sometimes I buy things that I really like and they don't like it. And then they yell at me because it's, and I was like, I don't really want to do that. Like, I was like, that yeah. doesn't sound, I'm too sensitive. If someone yeah. told me that they didn't like what I bought, I'd be like, well, you just have no taste. Like right. I, would, I would be so defensive yeah. about it, you know? And then over the years, you just slowly start turning bitter or something. And then it right, just completely exactly. changes who you are, whether mm -hmm. you want it to or not. Yeah. And I think that's, I had a slight experience with that when I was like modeling a little bit more and had that skewed relationship with fitness is like, you realize like once something you think you're enjoying taps into other things that you enjoy and making them like not something you enjoy. I don't know if that made sense at all, but like mm -hmm. once you see that like bleeding in, in a negative way, you kind of have to like check yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easier to go the opposite way too, where you're like, I've already invested all this time. If I quit now, then I'm a failure, you yeah. know, like, but that's not true. Like yeah. at least you tried and like, Nobody cares as much as you yeah. care. So I think that's one of the toughest things is when you've invested so much time into something. Yeah. And then you're several years in and you realize it's really not what you want to do. Right. Walking away from that is so hard. But I think people can judge you for doing that for things like this because it's easy to be like, oh, you started modeling and you failed. Like, oh, what a loser. But people do the same shit in their everyday lives. That's they settle so for a job yeah. that they like complain about all the time or like, I even think like dating somebody that you're like, well, I've invested all this time right. and like, uh, we might as well get married. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, it's, it's such a, it bleeds into a lot of different parts of your life. But when you, when you go on a whim and do something like I tried to be a freelance model and it didn't have, like I, I got some awesome jobs that like were fun and amazing, but it was not my full-time income. And like, I, but I like, don't care, you know, like, because there's other things like people can make fun of me all they want or like they can say whatever they probably aren't anyway, but like it doesn't matter, you know, I, I don't care anymore. And I, I don't either. I, yeah. I don't really care what other people do either. Mm -mm, I think people that care aren't happy with themselves, but you have to come to that. You have to have like emo enough, like emotional intelligence to come yeah. to that because I think there are times when like, especially if it's someone like that you like trust or love is not giving you like the support that you want on something or like, making you feel like some type of way about something it's it can be hard to be like I guess the more like understanding of like it's not about me it's about you and mm -hmm. not in a judgmental way because like trust me for just as many things I can point about someone else like I can do it about myself too mm -hmm. but I think it's just about like understanding like people aren't living their life out to get you like they have just as many issues as you have and you have to be like compassionate to an extent I think that there is such thing as like holding your ground on certain things, but like you have to be compassionate if someone is truly, if it's someone you care about and they truly don't understand why you're doing something, it has nothing to do with you right. and has everything to do with them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been a, a big lesson too, is not to get as upset and, yeah. you know, angry it's, about those things. Yeah. It's not all about, it's not my fault. It's mm -hmm. them. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I, I've just given you guys like a therapy session, but like I've been doing therapy to myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, this is therapy for me too. So hopefully, it. yeah, hopefully yeah. it's helpful yeah. for you guys too. Um, it's funny because when Kevin asked me to do this, I was like, you're going to have to ask me to shut up about certain things. Cause there are certain things that I am just so passionate about. And I just hope that like, I can expand that like passion to somebody else. Um, but yeah, 
And, and you never know who's listening 100%. and who's going to be impacted by it. Yeah. And I've, have you had that experience out. with this? Cause I feel like I've had certain people reach out to me that were like unexpected and I was like, damn, I really needed that. Yeah. And I think other people underestimate how much people who do things like this, like need notes like that. Yeah. You know, well, there's, there's probably a lot more people for anyone who's like in a public um, platform anyway, or like trying to like promote anything, whatever. Um, there's probably more people that are paying attention to you than you actually think. And there's yeah. probably more people that are impacted. Cause I, right. I have had people, a lot of people just come up to me or shoot me a text message or right. a DM on Instagram saying, dude, I love what you're doing, man. I love what you're promoting. It feels good. You know, it. like yeah. not from an ego standpoint, but you're just like, Oh, it is like connecting with somebody. Is, yeah. Right. And even if it's just that one person, it's like, who cares? One person turns into three, turns into five. But what's crazy is like, we tell ourselves when we want to start something like this, (laughs) when we want to start something like this, that it's like, well, everyone's going to think it's dumb or like people aren't going to support me when usually it's the exact opposite. Like most people don't really care. They're just like, do your thing. And more people are like, yeah, I would love to like listen to that. Or like there's, we never think about it in the reverse. Like what if it's actually more people want to hear what you're saying than you think, you know, you always assume that it's the opposite. And I think it's fun to entertain the other because also you are going to fail and that's going to teach you like, Whoa, that wasn't that bad. (laughs) That was fine. Like I tried, it didn't work out. And guess what? Nobody cared. No one's like coming for you. Nobody's like checking in with you. Like, you just are like, oh, okay, I either do it differently or I just, you know, try something else. Like, Yes. The anticipation of, of failure is oh way gosh. worse yeah. than failure itself. Yeah. It's like, totally. It's like a, a very, like, bad drug. It's like one that, like, will keep you up at night and, like, not let you sleep. But then you just, like, let it go and you're like, oh, this is chill. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I think that that happens in like you, you have to take small opportunities to experience that, to trust yourself. Yeah. A to little build bit. that confidence for mm-hmm. sure. Cause you don't just like, I think I know this is also very cliche, but you don't just like wake up one morning and you're like, I want to start a podcast. Like right. I'm sure for you, it was like, you probably woke up one day and were like, that'd be cool. But you know, the equipment's kind of expensive yeah. and like, who would I interview? You yeah. know, it's definitely a snowball effect. Like mm-hmm. the thought starts and then a couple months later, like you start to actually like say, oh, you know, I, I might as well buy a, a microphone or do something to kind of right, push like, in that direction. Just be like, I'm going to buy the microphone, but we're not podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Give yourself another yep. week. And, and then, then you're like, check, check, one, two, three. Ooh, I sound kind of good. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely snowballs. Yeah. But I think that's cool. It's like, it's all about like trusting yourself. Sometimes I, I skew the other way. I don't know about you. Sometimes I lead with a little bit too much confidence in yeah. something. And I'm like, that's when my ego gets checked. And yeah. I'm like, girl, take a seat. Like, it'll, it'll always get checked too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's how I life works. I love that though. I love that though. Because I need it sometimes. Yeah. I, I really do. So um, for, for those people that are listening and you're hesitant about doing something, just do it. Yeah, just, just do, do it. it. I, and I, everybody in the world is going to tell you that, but I truly like do it and fail, do it with the expectation. You're going to fail. Not in the way that you're like, I'm so bad at this. Like you're losing confidence. Just be like, yeah, like this might not turn into anything. I don't think you can expect anything to like happen. You just kind of have to be like, you know what? Who cares? I enjoy doing it. Like if it turns into a profit, whatever. And then the second you see it actually doing something, you're going to have that moment where you're like, oh my God, it's working. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, like I, I could do this. Yeah. And I think that's all it takes. And then it becomes a reality. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's a yeah. really cool like experience to right. have that realization. Okay. So I know a little bit about like the podcast industry in New York. It's obviously mm-hmm. like a huge thing. Yeah. Like 
people in New York are making like millions of dollars in podcasting. Like, what do you feel like the market is in St. Louis? Like, what are people liking to listen to? Um, Cause I'm not quite sure. I haven't really like, it's weird because everything in New York is definitely, I mean, New York's a pretty liberal, pretty right. liberal. It's completely liberal state. And like the things you listen to there, are, like a little bit control, like, I don't know. It all has like an undertone to it. Right. Right. And I would be curious to see what it was like in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I really haven't put a whole lot of thought into it like that. You're just um, like staying in your lane a little bit. Kind of, yeah. Like I, I just I wanted to. I mean, St. Louis in the Midwest is like a big entrepreneurship uh, like area. Right. I know like KC's big. St. Louis is getting Chicago. bigger. Chicago. Chicago. So like I just kind of wanted to promote that as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. Sports. I mean, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to bring St. Louis together as a community and kind of. Uh, I don't know. Showcase like, like the cool parts of yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, I, don't I know. feel. I'm I'm kind of a, a homebody, so I, I love St. Louis. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. What know. do you, what's your experience with being a homebody? Like have you wanted to move before and you're just like, ah, no, it's not for me. Like I always say I want to move. Like I would love to go to like Phoenix or mm-hmm. like Texas or somewhere like that. The reality of the situation is is I it would have to be the right situation and like my job and career would have to be right. For sure. Just because I I love kind of the opposite of what you were saying about like moving somewhere and like no one really knows you. Yeah. I like love having like a home base. Like I like being close to my family and Mm -hmm. like having friends that I can. It's definitely something I took for granted. I I, I think that I will retract and say that I definitely love it here um, for that reason. But when I was younger, you know, like you just take things for granted. Yeah. I definitely want to explore a little more. I feel. Okay. All right, I want to wrap it up with okay, the yeah, two sorry, closing <laughs> questions <laughs> like I ask all my guests. Um, this has been awesome, though. Okay, great. I, I, love, I love the flow. Um, okay, so the first question. Um, if you could sit down and have lunch with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Um, so I'm going to kind of kill the vibe a little bit. I actually lost one of my best friends um, a few years back. And um, I think that getting to see her would just be like, cause I thought about it. Like when I think about it, the fun answer is like, Oh, one of my favorite. Cause I love music. Like I would love to Anderson Pack is the love of my life. Like if I could sit down with him, like I would feel like I was in like royalty, but like realistically, if I'm thinking someone was like, no, this is like really going to happen. That's, that's who I would choose. And I, I think it would just be because like, I think she has a lot to teach me and mm-hmm. like, I just, yeah, I would, I would get a lot out of it that would like completely change my life. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. I like yeah. that. Um, okay. So Wait, has anyone ever asked you what yours is? You can't just be putting me on the spot I, and not, not throw out any answer. Dang. Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I have him cornered. <laughs> I'm stumped. Um, uh, Wow. Can you believe he was going to make me answer this all stressful and he doesn't have an answer? Well, there's so many. Um, all right. How about you just make it a bet that you let your listeners know by next week? No, I'm going to throw a name out there and I don't know if this is going to be like, if I'm going to look back on this and like still think the same. You but, can just like, I don't know, edit it out if you change your mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Tony Robbins, to be honest. Who is that? He's like a motivational speaker. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. And okay, I just, I think that I mean, I, he has a bunch of like self-help, motivational books. Yep. And I just think if I sat down and had lunch with him, he would motivate the shit out of me. And like I would, you would leave and you'd be yes, like... Yes, 100%. <laughs> you would just put your head down and be like, I am the best person in 100%. the world. 100%. Like, Last question. 
Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if you could go back in time and give a younger version of yourself a piece of advice, what would that be? Uh, just be yourself. Because being a people pleaser and like trying to be everything for everyone is just going to make you miserable and anxious and make you feel like no one actually knows who you are. And that would be my advice for anyone and why I think I personally kind of needed like a restart, refresh a little bit. Um, was I just like, I definitely tried to be a lot of things that like I knew I wasn't growing up. And I think part of it was just like exploring and just being like, I don't really know what I like, but like if I really sat down and like asked myself the hard questions, which like no, no 15 year old does that. But like if I really sat down and was like, what do we want to do? I think I, it would have influenced like where I went to school. Like I probably would have went to a fashion school or like maybe figured out that I was into photography or like, you know, so if I would have like spent the time really just being like, what do you enjoy doing versus just like. I don't know let's just go with the flow and like um but that's a lesson to be learned and I wouldn't be where I'm at today Mm -hmm. if that was the case and I think the things that like have made me get to this point have just kind of made my story a little bit more unique and interesting so yeah I think I think you almost get caught in like a uh like a lull like going through school to where you just you know, it's always the next level. Like mm-hmm. you go to high school, then you, you know, pick a college and kind of go through the motions. Yeah. And it really doesn't hit you, I think, until after you're done going through school, whether right. it's well, high also, school or college or whatever. It like kind of throws you in these like boxes that you never really asked to be thrown yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Like now you graduate and it's like, well, what full-time job are you getting? And you're like, ah, oh, I hadn't even like really thought about that. Like, do I have to do that right now? Or can I like, some people go and travel abroad. Should I be doing that? Like, should I be like working at a bank? Like, um, should I be doing all this? Like you have no clue. And so like, it just really, there's not a lot of room to just like, figure that stuff out. So I think for anyone that can like, honestly give yourself a huge pat on the back because it is hard. It's hard to figure out what you want to do, especially if you don't have that innate, like I want to be a nurse or like, Mm -hmm. and I think that those are also like amazing, admirable things that I could never ever do. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's tough. And I think that you like think you have to go to college and you think you have to like do all these things. And in reality, it's like, you're the only one setting up that expectation for yourself. So, but you don't really realize that when you're growing no, up. No, you don't. You just, no. I like looking back on, it, I wish I would have had the mindset that I have now, because I think I would, I mean, I would have been six years ahead oh of my where gosh, I'm at I, now. I say that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I would have thought this way when I was like 13, I would have been crushing yeah, it. Like, right? <laughs> but, but in reality, in like who knows? Yeah. yeah like yeah. you have to give yourself some credit for what you've actually done. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Sid. so where can people connect with you on social media or wherever if they want to link up with you? Um, so I am on the Instagram, (laughs) the Instagram, Oh, see, I told you guys, my nervousness just finally like clicked in. I'm not good at just being like, Oh, you can find me here. Um, so you can find me at Instagram at Sid swing. That's S Y D S W I N G. Um, and yeah, I always tell people like reach out with any questions. Like I, I like to think that like my social media is hopefully like approachable. And like, if you follow me and like ever want to chat about anything, like I'm usually pretty responsive as long as you're not being weird, you know, or like inconsiderate. Um, but yeah, I, that's where you can find me. Um, I also, my thrift page is at MPDG thrift on Instagram 
And I like started kind of making TikToks for like reworked stuff. So if you guys are interested in like watching me like make something from a sweatshirt into like something else, you can see a couple of those things there. But yeah. Everyone dogs on TikTok, but it's honestly so powerful. Oh yeah. I mean, like I just wish I was better at it. Like I'm a very um, impatient person and TikTok takes a lot of time and like effort, but I feel like it's one of those things once you get it, like you can do things. It just, it changes so quickly. Like yeah. Uh, that makes me sound so old. I'm like, I can't keep up with the trend. Social media in general, like everything just changes is, quickly. Yeah, it, it does. So, but yeah, that's where you guys can find me again. Like I, I really like if you ever need help with your fitness journey or if you ever, um, have any questions about boxing, that's one of my favorite questions to get is like, Hey, I'm, I'm new to boxing. I don't know where to start. Um, and hopefully I start having, not hopefully I will start having online classes starting next week. So if you want to check out and this is recorded, what, what's today? 16th the 16th. 16th so I'll start I'll start having classes next Wednesday um and I wanted to definitely kick that off before the holidays because I know people might be traveling or maybe they're trying to be more safe and stay at home um so if you need a little sweat while you're there that's that's where you can find me the the website will be in my bio awesome thank nice. you Sid so much thank for coming you. on thanks thanks